On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, the 76ers return home from a three-game road trip and drop their first game of a now three-game homestand, 121-111 to the Washington Wizards. That's part two of their home-and-home home with that team. We discuss what went wrong in this one. A lot to break down. Keith Pompey, Devon Gimmins next right here at Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers. Your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Welcome, you are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, along with Keith Pompey, my partner from the Inquirer.com Sixers beat writer extraordinaire. What's happening, man? What's up, D? How you, bro? Oh, tough one. Sixers lose, Phillies lose game four of the World Series. And, uh, yeah, tough one. Tough one. Yeah, I mean, this Phillies got the bait, the brakes beat off of them, huh? Only joking. The good thing about it is there's a quick turnaround. You bounce right back in game five, last game at home of the season, and see if you can get a, a win and make sure that you leave Philadelphia with 3-2 advantage before going back to – Houston and it's the best of three now going back to uh, going back to Houston for sure for game six at least yeah I was just joking it's funny though how baseball is because a lot of people thought since the Phillies like won so big that it was going to be one of those things that it was over but you know that's why it's a world series man people like they battle back they they battle tested and they they come back you know what I mean they do but they do now we got a series again that's all yeah we do yeah, we do. A three-game series, and you hope that the Phillies, you work so hard in games one and two to split. Now you have one more opportunity on your field, in your park, to pick up a W to have that crowd behind you. So let's see if they can respond on Thursday night. But we're here to talk some basketball, most importantly. And for the Sixers, Keith, they fall by 10, 121-111. It was a pretty much a, a you know a lead that the Wizards held for a majority of the game. The Sixers came and tied it back up and and got as close as, as that, but were never able to get back over the hump. Eight lead changes, eight times tied, uh, but the Wizards pretty much had this game in control where the Sixers could never regain it. No Joel Embiid, uh, second game missed due to illness, non-COVID related. And he has he, the flu, actually. They Yeah, they're trying yes, to make so. it seem like that. It's the flu. Okay, so he's got he got yeah. the flu, which mm-hmm. is, of course, not, not easy to, to play through, but we've seen people play through the flu. It's early in the season, so we see what happens. De'Anthony Melton, lower back uh, problems, so he set out the game. He was on the bench in street clothes for the team. Matisse Thibel getting a start in their place. And they fall by 10 tonight, Keith. A lot of things to break down, but what stood out to you in this one as to why they were unable to pick up this W and win their fourth in a row? They, they're they too small without Joel Embiid. I mean, they need a they need a big center. I mean, they, they need a, a big center. I mean – to me, you know, I, I get that the, when they went up against Toronto, 
that, you know, they, they played well, but let's keep it 100. Toronto starts a small ball lineup. They have Pascal Siakam, a 6'8 power forward. You could say he plays the three, two, right? He was starting at the center spot. So when you don't have Joel Embiid and you go small against that team, it really, it, you know, it, it really, you know, doesn't matter because they're, they're going small as well, right? So it, it, it comes out to be a, a, a wide-open guard game. Then when they went up the number, the second time they did this was on Monday night against Washington. And you and I both said it, that we didn't understand what the Wizards was doing. They didn't take advantage of Christophe Persinga's, you know, his height advantage. They also missed some shots. Well, they had time to think about it and, and realize, like, hey, if MB doesn't play, this is what we're going to do. And they took advantage of the smaller 76ers. I mean, they just, I mean, they feasted in the paint. And, and, I, and I feel like that was the difference in the game. The 76ers, in my opinion, you know, right now, they, they, they rather start a small ball lineup with uh, P.J. Tucker, a 6'5 guy at center, than going over, um, then utilizing um, uh, Montrez Harrell, who's only 6'7", who's the backup center. And then you have um, Paul Reed, 6'9", the third string center, who's a power forward that's mm-hmm. playing center out of necessity. Mm-hmm. So to me, D, they just need to, they got another roster spot. They just need to go out there and get a, a big guy. Well, uh, to your point, points in the paint in the game on Wednesday, they were outscored by 30, 68 to 38. Um, the Wizards was 34 for 43. The Sixers were able to get some some shots up, 41, 19 for 41 for those. And as we know, there were a lot of drives to the basket by Tyrese Maxey, some finishes inside from James Harden, and, and also – from Shake Milton, Tobias Harris, getting into the paint and getting their buckets. But, yes, you're right, where Chris Esposingas is 7'3". He may not be the most physically imposing center in the NBA, but he's a skilled big man who can turn around and just simply – it's like me playing against my my 11-year-old nephew where I can get a, get the ball on the post and I may not have to be the strongest while I am – I do carry more weight than he does. I can just turn around and shoot over him if I have a, a, a good enough jump shot when I get that deep post position uh, over the defender. And that's what it was. And it worked against Toronto, as you pointed out, because their big man is 6'9". And when we talked about it, as you know, as maybe some of our listeners who have heard us and viewers, of course, uh, while we're not on YouTube today, but I we were talking about who should they start in this place? Should they go small or should they start Montrezl Harrell or Paul Reed. I said I would go with Montrez Harrell and, and go with the big man. He Doc Rivers was right for that particular game against that particular team. And it worked, yes, against Washington in game one, but it did not work tonight. So uh, it's something that is 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 that where they're gonna have to evaluate that. And as you said, they have an open roster spot. Do they decide to maybe go out there and acquire one of those players? Hassan Whiteside, uh, Demarcus Cousins are some some big men names out there. I'm not sure that people will be ready to to do that, and they want to give Paul Reed more opportunity, but it definitely backfired on them tonight where the the size, the physicality that Washington used tonight over the Sixers most definitely led them to their victory. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, 
and their physicality know, also got them to the free throw line way more than the Sixers, where they were plus 12, not only in attempts, but plus 12 in their makes from the foul line. Chris Stapps Wazingas was 11 for 11 from the free throw line. Exactly. And and here's something else. The Sixers, like, you know, the last time they played, I, they, again, they didn't take advantage of the mismatch, nor did um, did they make a lot of shots when in clutch opportunities. And the Sixers turned them over a lot. So that, like, benefited the Sixers a lot, a lot the last game. They couldn't do it this time. They just couldn't do it. They just couldn't do it. No, they couldn't. They couldn't, and it backfired on them uh, tonight. We need to talk about some other things with this team, like uh, how beat up they were. Not only were Joel Embiid and and DeAnthony Melton out of the game, but some other things took place within the game, and that were some injuries that already shorthanded didn't help in the game tonight. We'll dive into what else happened in the game, slowing down the Sixers and their production overall. We'll do that next right here, Locked On 76ers. Let's talk about prize picks, right? The thing about prize picks that I really like, D, is like tonight I'm taking Luka Donich to score more than 26.5 points. LeBron James had more than 7.5 rebounds. Kevin Durant to have at least 6.5 assists. Uh, nah, maybe not. He's not going to have that, right? But see, you get the pick. Now, how does prize pick work? You can pick two to five players, and if they will go score more or less than a prize pick's projection, right, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you and the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, College football, college basketball, you know, it goes on and on. Just about any sport you want. So what you need to do is download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, prize picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Do it today, people. Definitely do it today. No question about it. Get in there. Thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now, Locked On Sports Today podcast. Pardon me. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Again, we are not on YouTube today. Our apologies. We'll be back uh, hopefully tomorrow uh, with the video uh, to go with the audio here on the podcast. Keith, in the game, Matisse Thibel exited after about 15 minutes of play for the basketball team. He was unable to stay around. Seems like he had a lower leg injury that kept him out of the game. 15 minutes. He sprained his ankle. Sprained his ankle. Okay. And uh, then James Harden and even Tyrese Maxey, they both seem like uh, they were a little banged up in this one tonight, although they were able to finish the game. Maxey with a game high, 32 points. Tremendous score, by the way, that he is. 24 and 10 
with five boards for James Harden. And yeah, man, it just seemed like they were a little beat up tonight. Yeah. Yeah, James, it was bad. You know, Tyrese, I mean, excuse me, uh, Matisse, he, he, like I said, he sprained his right ankle. Um, you know, it was one of those things where it just didn't feel good to go right back in. Nothing's broken. He had it checked out, this and that, but he couldn't go back in. Now, the one that really concerns me a little bit is James because, you know, after the game, you know, James, you know, he didn't even put on, he had these boots that he didn't put on. Like he had on like, you know, his uh like maybe like slippers or sneaks or something like that, soft shoes, and he and he walked out and he was limping. He had a, a bad limp as he walked out. And you know, I walked up to him, asked him, Hey, can I get a comment? Talk to him, and he didn't really want to speak. And normally he stops the talk, right? This time he didn't want to speak. So that was a concern to me. Like he hurt his knee, his left knee early in the game like early in the game and he stayed. So the problem is like, what's going to happen tomorrow? That's the same thing with Matisse. Let's see if it swells up tomorrow. Right. But, um, you know, and then Melton, you know, he had lower back stiffness. That's a concern to me because does it come and go? Right. And then, you know, Joel, I mean, luckily he has the flu. So, you know, he's going to get over that, but, these other guys, when you look at it, it's like injuries have always been a problem with the Sixers in past seasons. So much so in the beginning of the season, the announcer would say, the 76ers injury report. No one's on the injury report. And then all of a sudden, the crowd would start cheering. So now all of a sudden, you got Melton, a key defender, a key reserve, Matisse Thibel, the best defender, one of the best defenders in the league. And then Harden, your ball handler. So to me, this is alarming for the 76ers. Now, it could be nothing. It, could, it couldn't be anything. It could be any, you know, but at the same time, um, to me, is is a little bit, if I'm, if I'm Doc Rivers, I'm a little concerned right about now. Well, it's good that they're going to have a day off on Thursday before the next game against the New York Knicks, uh, who lost to the Atlanta Hawks on Wednesday night in New York. So I look at it and I say that I, I think they'll be fine as early. So any of these little minor things uh, will will be able to pass by and, and, and won't be a big issue going forward for this basketball team. So that's how I look at it right now. I could be wrong. You could be right with, with this whole thing. But yeah, definitely. And look, they have the best trainer in, in the game right now and Kevin Johnson. So he'll have them ready to go. It's just a matter of can they play through certain things or is it wise to simply play through some of the things that they have to deal with? They're going to have to adjust some things. New York has a, a new basketball team with Jalen Brunson now in the mix, and they are a formidable opponent out there with him at the point guard position. So certainly one that we have to watch for and get ready for on Friday to see how they perform against that basketball team. But, yeah, the, the one that with the James Harden part of it and the Matisse Thibel ankle sprain, is is certainly the one that I, I do definitely want to keep an eye on, as you pointed out, because those are two key important pieces to the Sixers and their success going forward. And they they need to get back and start a new winning streak, if possible, to get back into their winning ways. Now, it'll all help, of course, if you do, in fact, have Joel Embiid, who's going to be able to go. Uh, but, yeah, this is um this was just a tough night overall for for all that they were dealing with. 
in the end, there's no excuse. You played the game. You were out there. You go out there to win it. And they did not. The better team tonight was the Washington Wizards uh, on their end of the floor picking up the W. And now you pick up the pieces and move on and get ready for the New York Knicks. And uh, on the other side, our final segment, Keith, as we uh, talk a little bit more about this basketball game, look around the league and what happened as we get ready for the New York Knicks. On Friday, the Sixers start a three-game homestand beginning on Wednesday. Lost to the Washington Wizards by 10-121-111. Next up, the Knicks, a game two on Friday. And we'll tap into a little bit more here next, right here, Locked On 76ers. Keith Pompey, Devon Givens here, Locked On 76ers. Keith, final segment here, and I wanted to ask you about this. Uh, throw this one at you as, as we looked at the, the team last night and their loss to the Washington Wizards. They went five deep off the bench with House, who had arguably his best game, even though he shot three for ten. It, it was just more of what he did. He had a couple of shots. He had 12 points. He was active. He grabbed six boards, two assists. One steal. He was out there. He was active. He got to the free throw line making four or five. But looking at this team, man, I was very curious because I thought Shake Milton, 15 minutes, 22 seconds, the usual suspects of George Niang, Daniel House also getting some run. Montrez Harrell or Paul Reed would get on the floor. Both of them got there for a combined 16 minutes of, I mean, 18 minutes of action tonight, 12 minutes for Montrez Harrell, 549 for Paul Reed. I thought Furkan Korkmaz, it felt like they might have needed a little bit of a spark. I thought maybe they would go with Furkan Korkmaz and give him a call, you know, call his number tonight. Why do you think Doc Rivers, because training camp is over with now. It's about practice. We're nine games in. Why do you think he didn't call his number as an extra body shooter? And while they did make 19 of their 36 three-pointers, and that's good for 52.8%, and they only turned the ball over eight times, but it felt like they needed another spark. Why do you think he didn't call his number? You know, one, I, I think, like, first of all, Doc doesn't – he likes playing nine to ten guys. I mean, first came here, he was playing more, but this year he, like, talks about playing nine, uh, nine to ten. But I also think that he was looking at it like, okay, we got scoring. We got Maxi. We have Harden on the floor. We got Tobias. We got George, right? Mm-hmm. He was looking for somebody to be more defensive, a guard who can make stops, you know. But when you look at it, I understand where you're coming from. you like, you know, the Sixers shot 19 for 36 from three, you know, which isn't nothing to sneeze at. But at the same time, you know, there were some shots that, especially late in the game, where guys were missing shots, like just missing stuff. I mean, they did make eight three-pointers in the third quarter, though. I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, but they still um, lost it by nine. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Yeah, 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 exactly. But, but I, but I kind of think that um, that's why. And I mean, it's like also, see, the real. I mean, like, come on, it, it's kind of like similar to why. Why didn't they play Matisse early on? You know what I mean? Like we, we talked when, about that. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it. So I, I think like 
they get into it where they get a little stubborn. Like sometimes being stubborn is great, right? Like it's good to be stubborn, but but then there's also times when stuff isn't really working out and you're saying, man, you were being stubborn and maybe you you should have like gave somebody an opportunity. But I mean, it, it's just weird. Like you look at FERC right now and, and he's a guy who's just not in the rotation whatsoever at all. Yeah, and, and the only reason I say, and to your point of the defense and the scoring, I, I get it 100%. I mean, got the offense. George Niang is knocking down his shots. That's the second game where he's played well, 5-11, 3 for 6. So he's making his shots from the perimeter. That's what they ask of him, and he's doing it, 13 points. Daniel House, as I mentioned, played better. Uh, but Shake Milton, yeah, he was okay. I mean, he wasn't anything great. Sometimes he even looked like, you know, he was trying to do what Shake Milton does, and the defense stayed with him, and he was shooting some difficult shots. And he was one for two, but that came on a, a heave at the end of the third quarter. And it just so happened to go in. Give him credit for getting the shot off. But he was one for two there on that one. He would have been one for five on the night, if not for for, for that make and desperation. And the reason why I bring up Furkan Korkmaz is because we talk about at the beginning of this podcast and the loss, size, size disadvantage. Furkan Korkmaz is six, 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 seven. He may not be the best defender. But he does have the size there. Now, is he going to stay his slide, his feet, stay with front of his man and all of that? I can't answer that. But he can make a shot or at least he's known to make a shot or should be known. You know, that's that's what comes with him. That's the description. That's in the scouting report that he can at least get a shot off and possibly make it. But he also has a six, 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 seven frame on a night like tonight where you might have needed to have all hands on deck in a game yeah. like to try to win it. That's all. That's the reason why I asked. I'm not asking you to go deeper and bring in Jaden Springer. By the way, he's not with the team. He's on assignment with the Delaware Bluecoats. I'm saying maybe Korkmaz at that guard wing position might have been able to help out a little bit more where it seemed like they were struggling at times to get, get into their offense, late into the shot clock, and get a shot off because all of them, Melton, Harden, because he doesn't have the lift anymore that he used to, and Maxi, we know he can get his shot off in a variety of different ways, so I'm not worried about him. P.J. Tucker doesn't have lift. They don't have height, and he at least has some height. If he does get in lane, he can at least elevate over a defender and get that floater off. We may not love it, but he is doing it. That's the only reason I propose that here as part of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah it's, it's not ideal, good. but – it was trying to win the game tonight. That's all. Yeah. I'm all. with okay. you. I'm with yeah, you. We'll see. we'll see. But listen, man, uh, great conversation. Tough loss, both for the Phillies and the Sixers. Uh, Phillies get back at it on Thursday night. Sixers get back at it on Friday. So we'll see if things we'll see if things can get going. By the way, the Eagles do play on Thursday night. They're in Houston, only undefeated team in the NFL. They take on the Houston Texans. So busy time in Philadelphia sports and tough, tough Wednesday night for the for the local teams. Yeah, it was a, a very tough Wednesday night yes, it for was. the local yes, team. Yeah. Well, listen, everybody, thanks for making Locked On 76 is your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts, and we should be back on YouTube shortly. 
just a little technical difficulty on this 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 uh this show here with us all right keith you mind letting the folks where they can find us even when youtube is running yeah yeah you can find <laughs> us you you can find us wherever uh you 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 could get your podcasts at you can also find us on youtube just not today <laughs> but you can find us on youtube and when you go on there Oh, actually, you can still go on there and look yeah, at some old stuff. Check yeah. out some of these. Check out yeah. some of the older episodes. Yeah, older ones. But when you go in there, click on the Liberty Bell and become the, our latest subscriber. Another thing, um, what you need to do is is listen to D on the Eagles pregame show tonight from six to eight fifteen. You can also go to Inquire.com. You can read my stuff in the morning. This morning about. Uh, the 76ers game, but also follow my man D on Twitter at DivineG975, and you can follow me at Pompey on Sixers. Keith, have a good rest of your Thursday, man. Really appreciate it. And, of course, we'll talk to everybody tomorrow when we preview the Sixers and the Knicks on Friday night. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks, bro. Have a good one, man. You too. You too. Peace.